this gun real? Oh, oh no, Andy. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh my God, I shot you. What the? F- now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Welcome, fellow movie watchers. It's game night on Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. <laughs> it's the podcast where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Yeah! I am your host, Stacey Gavin, and joining me today is my co-host, the film nerd and frightfully bald, Sam Hurley. <laughs> how are you, Sam? I'm great, Stacey, and how are you? I'm brilliant. Very excited to be taking the charge on this one. Oh, I'm loving it. And we're also joined this week by a brand new guest star, Sarah Tapsell. Make some noise. Welcome to the stage. It's Sarah Tapsell. <laughs> Yeah. For the second time in two weeks, we've been stood up by a member of the Tapsall household. (laughs) Times are tough, but we're forging on anyway. Sure are. So today, we are reviewing the 2018 comedy brought to us by the makers of Horrible Bosses. Why did they bother? It's game night. (laughs) Letting your feelings be known early, Stacey. So, before we get into scores, Sam, why don't you hit us with the plot? So, if you're not going to go see this movie, this movie stars Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams as Max and Annie, whose weekly couple's game night gets kicked up a notch when Max's charismatic brother, Brooks, arranges a murder mystery party, complete with fake fugs and a faux federal (laughs) agent. Yeah. Say that again. No, we're not going fast. over the TH inability. We're not we're not talking about that. So when Brooks gets kidnapped, it's all part of the game. Right? <laughs> but as the six Uber competitive gamers set out to solve the case and win, they begin to discover that neither this game nor Brooks are what they seem to be. Yes, and That's also the entirety of the movie. If you watch the trailer, it gives away to the entirety of the movie as well. Yes, if you're not planning on watching this movie, just watch the trailer, and you could pretty much pick up on all the big points that we're going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, save yourself a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so let's talk about scores, Sam. Yep. IMDb have this at seven point four. Fuck and- off. Yes. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. You, what do you think? That's too high. I was way too high. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait till you hear the Rotten Tomatoes, 82%. Oh, Jesus, Teddy <laughs> fucking Christ. Are you serious? Well, yes, at the time of writing this, which Holy was shit, a few days ago. Holy shit, you're not Holy shit. I didn't look at these before we started. Amazing, eh? What is, is this Trump's America? What <laughs> the hell is it? going on here? Well, in that case, Sam, why don't you tell us what you would give this out of 10,000? Oh, probably like seven. <laughs> Seven yeah. out of 10,000. Yeah. No, no, okay, no, no. It's not that bad. I would give it 6,012. We recently re listened to a couple of our old ones to see what questions we could pull out. And I gave Ghostbusters a 5,999. So it's about 13 <laughs> points better than Ghostbusters. Oh, see, now that's a tough one. I actually like Ghostbusters better than this. So I'm going to have to go 5,222. Cool. Okay, so let's just dive right into the questions. This week, we're leading off with a fan question from our friends over at the We Watched a Thing podcast, which I have now listened to a couple of episodes of, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, we had had a couple of hours drive from Tauranga up to Auckland uh, to go see the Prophets of Rage concert, so we jammed in as many podcasts as we could. Uh, Stacey doesn't typically listen to other movie review podcasts at all, and she she was very impressed with you guys, and congratulations, well done. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. Here's the question. What's the worst game to play with friends and why is it Monopoly? <laughs> that is so true. Fuck, I hate Monopoly. I think we had a game recently where it was me, you and Spanky and it was legitimately we're going to never talk to each other again after this. <laughs> eh? I think yes. the only game that ever comes close is Risk which is the sole purpose is destroying all your friends and occupying and owning the entire board. There's no friendliness or competitive spirit. It's actually watching your entire army get obliterated and just sitting there with the sinking feeling in your stomach. (laughs) That sounds terrible. And it's all like a roll of dice, like Monopoly. It all comes down to a roll of dice. There's no skill involved. It's just, well, there is a bit of skill involved, but yeah. Well, yes, I agree. It's definitely Monopoly. And I believe that in New Zealand in particular, we suffer from tall poppy syndrome. And we do not like to see our friends and family be more successful at business than we are. (laughs) And that stirs up your emotions and that's why everyone gets so upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that moves us on to our compliment sandwich. Sam, name one good thing, one bad thing and another good thing about this movie. Okay, one good thing is Jesse Plemons' character, the neighbour Gary, who's a complete sociopath and a bit of a creepy weirdo. Amazing performance. He, the guy, which I commonly refer to as Meth Damon, he is just, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. One bad thing, I just felt like a lot of the comedy fell flat. Maybe I was just in a bad mood. I don't know what it is. But And then mm. the, the good thing is I like is it's an original movie. Every single movie we seem to go see at the cinemas, like aside from Three Billboards and Shape of Water recently, well, I mean, that's Oscar season. But like every other movie we seem to go see is based on a comic book, based on a book, based on a, it's a sequel, it's a reboot, it's a remake, it's a reimagining, it's a re, <laughs> it's a reattempt at getting money out of your wallet based on nostalgic <laughs> reasons. It's just, yeah, yeah. So what about yes. you? Yeah, that's a very good point, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Right, so good thing about this movie is Sharon Horgan. Oh, yeah, she's she amazing. She Irish actress, and loved hearing her accent in amongst all the standard American actors in this movie. And she made a lot of fun and she added a twist of intelligence. She's an Irish actress mm. playing an English person, and the guy that she's with constantly refers to her as being Irish, but she's like, no, I'm English. Really? Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, she's an Irish actress, she's playing an English woman in the movie and the guy is just like oh were you from again ireland or whatever and she's like no i'm english and she keeps saying that to him over and over again oh i totally missed that wow good um fun fact sam <laughs> yeah real you fun. sure it wasn't the other way around i don't know i deleted this fucking movie from my memory pretty quickly so i'm struggling but yeah, yeah no i think so Okay, here's my bad thing. The two, the casting of the two lead characters, Annie yeah. and Max, was just a bit boring and a bit predictable. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams were playing characters that they just are, you know. It would have been really nice to see some fresh, funny, new talent in those roles. They were noticeably older than the rest of their game's crew as well yeah like like 10 years older than the rest of them sort of thing yeah yeah it was a bit interesting and i just don't find either of those two to be particularly funny you know what i mean like as leads in a comedy yeah yeah like i love jason bateman in arrested development and i love him as a side character but i he's as a lead he's i've never yeah yeah rachel mcadams as well she's she's fine but she's not she's no meryl streep (laughs) (laughs) why not uh yeah okay and we've already mentioned it The other good thing about this movie is that it can actually be wrapped up in three minutes flat if you don't have time to watch the whole thing. (laughs) So, question number three. 
what flavour ice cream is this movie? Uh, it's French vanilla. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's slightly better than average, but it's exactly what you're expecting. If you see the trailer, you see the funniest parts. Slightly better than like Baywatch or one of those other comedy movies that you're like, oh, this is so fucking bad. But it's still pretty plain. I have to agree with you on that, Sam. I'm going to go with a specific kind of ice cream. It's going to be the rolled vanilla ice cream in a cone with chocolate coating that you get at the movie theatre. And you think, that sounds <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, having an ice cream and then it's pretty shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, this would be good. It's oh, got ice cream so and true. chocolate. Yeah. and But, oh, it's a movie ice cream. Crap. It feels real sludgy and rock hard and it's... A bit, a bit icy and yeah, yeah, not very creamy and flavourful. Okay, question four. How long would you survive in this movie's world, Sam? When I was watching this movie and thinking of this question, I'm trying to figure out what character I would be out of this movie. Yeah, I'd probably be one of the games team and I wouldn't be a main character, so I don't think, I'd think my chances are pretty good. (laughs) I I reckon I'd live. I reckon I'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. If not, I'd probably be one of the guys that actually works for the original company that kidnaps people. So yeah, I'd be so far removed from it that I'd be fine. Oh, the murder mystery company. Yeah, yeah. So there's a murder mystery company in this movie that goes around to do the murder mystery where they kidnap a guy, but then it turns out that that's... Like, they show up, do their thing, but then they're... Oh, no, they turn up afterwards, don't they? Yeah. The, the first guy comes in and it explains how there's been a crime and all this other stuff, and then he comes in, gets his head battered over, and then they kidnap a guy and then leave. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So I'd probably work for that company. I'd be so far removed. Good answer, Sam. I am going to lead into something we're going to talk about later. If I was one of the game contestants that happened to be involved in the shooting, Mm. whether I was not the person who did the shooting or was shot, I think I'd just end up out at the hospital getting that sorted out and I'd be like tapping out going, I'm not part of this game anymore. Get me out of here. (laughs) Rightio. And also it's a bit boring. So, (laughs) Okay. So... What character clearly needs to get laid? We've got to have the same answer for this. It's Gary, the neighbour. Oh, 100% wife left yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. sweet. Ding dong. Congratulations. Yeah, the guy <laughs> whose wife's left him, he's never gotten over it. He's never got invited to the games nights. It's yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a creepy relationship with his little white dog. Which is red by the end of the movie. <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah, covered in Jason Bateman's blood, <laughs> which he then sprays everywhere. Question number six. What deep philosophical debate rose in you during this movie well we just mentioned how gary is a psychopath that lives next door and doesn't get invited to anything um after his wife left him they were like oh no fuck it let's just stop inviting this guy because he's a bit of a creep i was wondering you know we have quiz nights we Hmm. i don't know maybe if we stop inviting a good friend or two along to them what's going to happen are they going to try and kidnap me Because that's what he does. He goes out of his way to host the ultimate game night where he gets a couple of former perps to actually kidnap them. Mm. Meanwhile, a whole nother side fucking thing's going on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good debate, Sam. Yes. I'm pretty sure someone wants to kidnap me. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure too. Yeah. Okay, so my mind started to wander when we were watching the scene where they first arrive at Brooks's house for the game night. Mm -hmm. Sitting down having a few drinks, glasses of wine, eating mm. some nice cheese and crackers on the couch. And the guys bust through the door and kidnaps, kidnap Brooks. He's screaming out, this isn't part of the game, this isn't it. And then he get, <laughs> yeah, his right, mouth yeah. gets covered in tape. Meanwhile, and they're trying to offer him cheese and stuff, eh? Hey, like- yeah. 
Meanwhile, all the um, guests are sitting there eating cheese and crackers and going, wow, this is very convincing. Mm, how interesting. Okay, drive safe yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. they take them out of the house. If anybody goes follow us, we'll shoot you. Yep, drive safe. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, thinking it's part of the game. So that just made me think about Western culture as a whole. Are we just all sitting there on the couch comfortably eating cheese and crackers while we watch most of the rest of humanity suffer horrible, extreme poverty, human rights injustices, natural disasters and hunger? And we just think it's all part of the how things should be. Mm. Do you want some cheese? No thanks, not if that's the um, case. I've got a lovely brie you haven't tried, would you like some of that, (laughs) Stacey? No. Anyway, maybe going a little bit too philosophical there. Right, Sam, question number seven. Which two characters would you want on a crazy night out? I'd love to go for Annie, Rachel McAdams' character. She seems to want to go along with anything. And uh, probably Sharon Horgan's character, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah and Annie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two chicks. You're always wanting chicks on your nights out. (laughs) Hey, no, that's Machu. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I agree with you, Sam. I would take Sarah and Brooks for fun and funding. But we discover Brooks doesn't have funding. He's broke. And he's a fucking, he's got crime lords after him. Is that your idea of a crazy (laughs) night out is ending up bloody almost killed? You get stuck for a jet engine, Stacey. Well, hmm. (laughs) Okay, maybe let me re-backtrack on this and rethink my answer. I'll get back to you later. Yeah, cool. Okay, number eight, Sam. Which subplot from the movie would make for an awesome spin-off? Uh, the life of Brooks. You know, he's really? supposed to be the successful businessman and all this other stuff, which we later find out is a complete lie. He's been illegal people trafficking or some shit. Okay. Yeah, something really bad. Yeah, something really <laughs> bad. He's almost living like this crazy ass life. Like in that War Dogs, where they're living this crazy ass life. I'd like to learn what he's been up to. I reckon it'll make for a good drama. Yeah, it would. Good dramedy. Yeah. I'm going to go with Gary's World. Just want to find what, out. the most sad, depressive. Yeah, but he's quite, it would be funny just to find out how he got to the place where he is now. Um, I think he's a sad, depressive dude, and that's how he's managed to get to a sad, depressive life. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. He's played the best, most ultimate game night ever, mm. and so he's getting invited to everything from here on out. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Okay, Sam, my favourite question always, how would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? Oh, I love a good Nicolas Cage. He would make for a epic crime lord villain. <laughs> yeah, the Bulgarian? Or? Yeah, the Bulgarian. Scrap Michael C. Hall, who most people know as Dexter from the TV show Dexter. Like <laughs> um, yeah, he, he sort of pops up at the end, doesn't have much to do. That's a perfect role for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I like it. Suitably small. So I've gone for another suitably small role, and I would be replacing Chelsea Peretti's character of Glenda, who works at the murder mystery company with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so what happens is Sarah and her dumb date turn up at the company. She spins around in her office chair, fully made up 
with a bullet wound in her head from a previous uh, murder mystery that evening, and she's sleeping. So they yeah, think yeah, that good. she's dead. I love me Chelsea Peretti. She's one of the stars of Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine. She's, she's awesome. Yeah, she is fantastic. I wouldn't want to necessarily take her out of the movie, but I just think that's a suitably small part for Nicolas Cage to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question number 10 is about a top 10. What top 10 list would this movie be on? Uh, top 10 most forgettable films of 2018. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I... The thing is, like, they made Horrible Bosses, and I remember Horrible Bosses and enjoyed that. And then Horrible Bosses 2 just sucked. This didn't suck as bad as Horrible Bosses, but it's a film that I'll probably be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. But then I did a podcast about it. <laughs> why? Yeah, <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> To be completely honest with you, when I walked out of the God cinema... God damn you, Sarah Tapsel, for saying that you want to do this film. Yeah, yeah. When I walked out of the cinema, I, I thought to myself, thank God we never have to talk about this ever again. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with what are the top ten movies that could have been good if they were totally different. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Question number 11. What character... Would you get to help you hide a dead body? Brooks seems to have some pretty good underworld connections, so I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go along similar lines and go one step further and go the Bulgarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a true crime lord. He'd be pretty good. Okay, question number 12 comes courtesy of our non-existent guest host, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, this is actually an interesting question. Speaking of games, what character from the board game Guess Who would you shag? Well, Stacey, I'm going to be highly disappointed if you don't pick the character Sam from the board game Guess Who, <laughs> given that he's a bald-headed dude. <laughs> what, he's an exact replica of my Sam? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although he's got about 50 years on me. Uh, the Here's the thing, like none of them are particularly attractive, so... Why pick one when you can have all of them? I reckon you can get all the characters from Guess Who, chuck them in the room, flip off the lights, and then you can play Guess Who is Shagging You. <laughs> the ultimate game of Guess Who. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Until you get the clinic results back, it would be oh, the funnest game you've ever played. Scary. And then how are you going to... Oh, I've got 40 people I need to ring and ask them if they've got chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Stace? Who are you picking? You look very distraught about this. Yeah, so here's the thing. In researching this question, I actually looked up the characters from Guess Who, and all of them look really terrible and quite scary. I can't believe this mm. is a kid's game. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> they look like they've got manic depression or they've... Um, just walked in off the back of some hillbilly farm or... Mm. Yeah, so so anyway, so... That'd be all my answers to what character needs to get laid if we were, play, <laughs> if we were doing... Yeah. Everyone on the Guess Who board. Yeah, yeah, except for maybe Maria. Maybe that's why Sarah is asking this question. She's trying to piss us off. <laughs> Funny you She's mentioned... trolling us. She's put these questions in. <laughs> God damn it. She's played us too well. Congratulations, Sarah. You win the game night. Well, I'm glad you brought up Maria because actually that's my answer. Ooh. I would switch teams and go for Maria if I had to pick someone Whoa, out of this those is, characters. This is a revelation. Holy shit. Get this chick on the phone. <laughs> Let's get her over tonight. We don't need to keep doing this podcast, do we? <laughs> so the game grew 
group always gives an excuse to Gary about why he can't join in. So what is the weirdest or most obscure excuse to get out of doing something or not inviting someone? Uh, my, my common excuse is that I'm sorry, I'm too busy that night washing my hair. <laughs> it's uh, As a bald guy, it's never actually worked ever in my entire life, but Aww. it's a good one. You could be washing your beard here. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so in this day and age, there are many... Mi- many allergies that that are becoming more prevalent. Every second person you talk to has a new allergy that you've never heard of before. That's true. So an obscure excuse that you could potentially use is that you are allergic to socializing. Therefore, (laughs) you can't go. (laughs) Or you can't invite people to things. I think that's just social anxiety, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Could be. Here are your three questions coming up, so take it away. Cool. My set of personal questions. Sarah, I'm going to start with you first. If this movie was a kid at school, what sort of kid would it be and why? Oh, that's a good answer, Sarah. What about you, Stacey? <laughs> this kid is a tryhard. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Bad Mums still blitzes this movie in my mind in terms of s- similar comedies that we've reviewed. He's like the kid in class that wants to be the class clown, but isn't funny. Yeah. Like he's trying, but it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a bit middle of the road that no one really takes notice yeah, you know, yeah. of those people. I feel like I'm shitting on this movie too bad. There were, like, when we watched the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was kind of good. That wasn't too bad. So, just like a broken clock is right two times a day, a tryhard occasionally <laughs> has, has their moments of glory, and you yeah. can take the piss out of them a bit. So, they, they do serve a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so question number two from me. Jason Bateman takes a bullet through the arm accidentally, uh, and then he just doesn't know what to do. If he goes to the cops, they're going to arrest them. His brother's going to get locked up, all that fun stuff. So him and Rachel McAdams, in a quite comedic scene, decide to sit outside a, you know, outside a store and try and take the bullet out of his arm. Do a bit of home <laughs> surgery. So she YouTubes how to take a bullet out. But what would you do, Stacey? Would you let me take a bullet out of you? Or would you go straight to the hospital and then jail? See, I'm just a little bit too conservative and a little bit too boring on this. So I would have to go to hospital. I just could not. <laughs> Let You'd let me marry you, but you won't let me take a bullet out of you. Where's yeah. this relationship well, see, going? See, see, here's the thing. If you put a bullet into me, I'm not going to let you <laughs> take it out. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And then I'd deal with the consequences of the cops and stuff. I'd just be like, who cares what happens? I need to get this sorted. Right. What a shame. <laughs> Oh. I've got a steady hand, man. So now you're going <laughs> to shoot me just to see if I will do that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my final question. What character from this movie would you definitely not let date your mother and why? <laughs> this is easy. Brooks, he's just way too dodgy, man. He is way too bad. I thought um, Gary was another good one, but mm, Gary's got a sweetheart yeah. about him. He's not that bad. Uh, my, my other one would either be... Would probably be Michael C. Hall or Danny Houston's character. They're, you know, notorious crime lords. Danny Houston runs a fight club in his fucking basement. So probably not him. Yeah. I don't I don't think my mum could handle too many fight clubs. She's getting a bit on now, so she's <laughs> special shout out there to my mum as well. We're recording this on her birthday. So congratulations, Mum. Happy birthday. Uh that's one of the reasons why this actually got included in these questions. Mm, happy yeah. birthday, Sharon. All right, Sam. 
17. What's the most extreme thing that you would YouTube instructions for rather than finding an expert to do it for you? Look, guys, I live a pretty rough and tumble, extreme kind of life. I've seen some (laughs) crazy things in my time. Pretty extreme, you know, hard knock life, all that sort of stuff. So one of the most extreme things I've ever had to look up is how to fold a fitted sheet. (laughs) And I still don't fucking know. Yes, well that was going to be my next question, is if you've actually looked it up, then how can you still not do it properly? Yeah, why do I just shove it into a closet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't even pick it up. You just leave it in the basket. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) All right, next one. Tell me about a time when you've seen an ultra-competitive quiz game or trivia nerd just take their winning too far. Well, the most extreme thing I've ever seen from a quiz team was two years ago, we actually entered in quiz night, didn't we? And we decided to have a couple of beers beforehand, and then we got so pissed drunk that we don't know what the fuck was going on. We're at the national quizzes, we were blind drunk, it was hilarious. <laughs> the first 10 questions were down, and we had written down about two answers and didn't know what the hell we were up to. And we were really upset that we weren't really keeping up or getting, you know, getting any questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We were worried a little bit. It was we? our own fault. Okay, so near the end of this movie, or... Near the end of the trailer, if that's the option you went for. <laughs> yeah. So near the end of this movie, or the end of the trailer, if you've went for that option, we see this awesome scene where Rachel McAdams is having conversation with one of the henchmen and outside an airplane at the airport, and he gets sucked into the jet engine and dies. <laughs> Pretty epic uh, comedy death there. Can you think of another comedy movie death that will top that? It's pretty extreme. I'll give it that one. This wasn't really that extreme in terms of sheer gore and violence, but one of the most craziest extreme deaths, and it came at such a weird time for such a hilarious movie, was during the movie Happy Gilmore. Chubbs, his golf instructor, gets presented with a present from Happy, and it turns out to be the croc or alligator or whatever that bit off Chubbs's hand. Chubbs sees it, has like PTSD, stumbles backwards, falls out a window to his death, at which point professional golfer Lee Trevino is standing outside their apartment building and just shakes his head from side to side saying, nope, Chubbs is dead. (laughs) It's so, it's weird now that like when I watched it when I was younger, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then when you get older, you're like, this is fucking odd. Yeah, it's weird. It's a bizarre series of events that leads to the death of Chubbs. I love that movie. So that takes us to question number 20. And we have put this out to the fans and we have some really good fan answers back, which Sam will share with you shortly. So the question is, what fictional character from any film or TV show would you like as your trivia partner? See, there's a couple of obvious answers here. Like Sherlock Holmes immediately springs to mind as being a really obvious answer. But then I'm going to go with the character Lucy uh, from the movie Lucy. An ultimately forgettable film, but it's a character in which the delectable Scarlett Hansen, <laughs> where the delectable Scarlett Johansson pretty much becomes one with the universe and knows everything. Is that the movie Lucy or is that her? The movie with Joaquin Phoenix where she's actually an operating system. No, that's um, her. In the movie Lucy. Yeah. I was wondering what the fuck you were talking about there for a second. In the movie Lucy, she gets injected with this drug that beca- like she goes on a drug or some sort of weird thing, and then she just knows everything. Mm. 
So what better trivia partner to have than somebody who knows everything? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with her from her <laughs> in that case. Well, because she's the internet. and Yes. But she's not a physical embodiment. <laughs> Well, surely she could just plug into your ear hole and you could get all the answers that you needed. You're not allowed to Google things at a quiz night, Stacey. She is Google. (laughs) Got you there, mate. Okay, I'm going to go with Tony Stark because he is very intelligent and the head of a technology company, so he must know a lot. Yeah, that's true. He was on my shortlist. Plus, also, he's rich, so he'll be able to shout your beers all night. Ah, even better. And he's charismatic as fuck. It'd be a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a little bit devious. He might put the other teams off somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is always good. All right, Sam. So what do our fans have to say? Okay, so I'll start with Twitter. First off, we had Dumpster Fire Cinema. Who also said Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes for sure. See, Sherlock Holmes is, yeah. like That's a great answer. I love is. that. I wish I'd thought of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tara, she had a couple of good answers. She actually went with the science bros, which is Tony Stark, but it's also Bruce Banner. Oh. So Tara flipping the switch there a bit. and Well, she basically said either one of these two. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, we watched the thing. They chimed in on this and they went with Rick from Rick and Morty. You've never seen Rick and Morty, have you? It's a cartoon that's sort of like Back to the Future if Back to the Future was on drugs. <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So yeah, he, he poked Rick, and speaking about Back to the Future, Flix X-Ray actually went with Doc Brown, who is Rick's counterpart in Back to the Future. Oh, very cool. Love Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. so that's some solid choices there. Uh, moves us on to our other listener community. That Okay, first off, we have Lisa Nickel, who is actually a long-time listener and a bit of a fan of the show, mm. and she's actually um, quite keen to come on a podcast in a couple of weeks. Yes, that will be very exciting to have more chick power. <laughs> yeah, Totally. Uh, so yeah, she'll be on in a couple of weeks, and she went with Sheldon off Big Bang. Theory. Yes, I love Sheldon. He's a good answer. See, I, I I think as girls, you could probably put up with him and his whatever it is, but I think as guys, I think it would take me about half a beer before I'd want to punch him in the face. Oh, come on, <laughs> he's a, Well, he's a bit annoying. And like, if, yeah, if he's the question, very annoying. If you get asked the question and you don't know the answer, he'd just be like, you don't know? You don't know? <laughs> and I'd just be like, fuck, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, Sure, he'd, he'd be pretty good, but he'd be pretty annoying. Okay, so Kylie Lindsay, long-time listener of the show as well, she wrote in to say that she'd really want Buddy from Alf, Will Ferrell's character out of Alf. Oh, I was thinking of Alf, like no, A-L-E, not, not the alien. alien. No, not, not the puppet. <laughs> he's pretty smart. What, the puppet? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a great history of um, Earth history and knowledge. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He's an alien. He doesn't know shit. Well, I bet he does. All he knows about is eating cats. Okay, anyway, go back to Kylie's answer. Yeah, so Buddy from Elf. The Christmas movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, but clearly she just wants to have a good time (laughs) with him. He would be quite funny. Yeah, yeah. So... Emma Pottinger, she's, she's going to come up in the show as well. Yes. Yes, yay. so there's plan to integrate more women and mm. create bigger diversities happening. But anyway, she picked Sean from Sean of the Dead. And she wrote, because we may not win the quiz night, but we'd have plenty of drinks and plenty of laughs and he'd be a good one to have around in case of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> It's coming any day yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Coming up next, Lauren Stapleton. Now, she actually runs pub quizzes. 
So she, what? yeah, yeah, awesome. she actually hosts a couple. She was telling me, so she had quite a had a little bit of a think about it, but then came back and said, "Yeah, I know exactly who I want. She wants Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation. I don't know if you've ever seen Parks and Rec. I have seen a couple of episodes, but I don't know Ben. So that's Adam Scott's character. You know the guy with the giant head and the normal body. Oh yeah, that's an awesome answer. Yeah, he's good, eh? He'd be a good one to have around. He's quite funny. Yeah. He, did you know he was a mayor when he was eighteen? What? A mayor of what? Uh, of a small town. <laughs> and awesome. he, he was quickly he was impeached within two months. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's great. He's awesome. Uh so moves us on to Spanky. Uh he wrote in to say that he would want Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. Pretty solid choice there. You're going with the archaeologist. He you would know it'd be good for history, I reckon, but it wouldn't do it wouldn't be pretty good for much else. Yeah, like pop culture, latest um songs and music yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Spanky's thinking he's gonna have that covered. Uh chucks us over to Brad Yelovich. Hey Brad, how are you doing, mate? He wants Peter Griffin from Family Guy. No way. Come on, Brad. <laughs> he said he'd be absolutely stupid and shit at it, but he'd have an awesome time, have a good crack up with him. <laughs> so Brad doesn't care if he wins or loses, man, and as long as he has a bit of fun. Yeah, I was going to say, not very competitive there. Yeah, yeah. Liz Ebrey, long-time listener of the show, she went with Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds. Both of us are looking at each other like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No. Neither of us have seen that. Is this something that we've been enlightened on now that Liz has told us? us about it we yeah need to go and i watch think it. so so that moves us then on to kahu tapsul uh, again the man that's never going to work in this town again uh but he, he might be on our ready player one podcast but aside from that he's never working in the town again <laughs> uh so anyway uh he i said to him so what fictional character would you want as your quidditch partner and he came back with dr manhattan from uh watchman he's a guy that pretty much can see through time and space and knows everything wow and then megamind from the Incredibles or whatever it is, and then Valma from Scooby Doo, <laughs> and then the Doctor from My Robot, <laughs> and then uh, Penguin Lady from Good Luck Chuck. Apparently, that's obscure a little, and then Veronica Corningstone. Holy shit! Kahu's put together like an ultimate quiz team, an entire yeah, he's team. Yeah, put together a team when I've asked him one question. <laughs> Can't show up to a awesome. podcast on time, but he can answer fucking a question five times. <laughs> That's wicked. That's very well thought out too. And finally, from Lee Matthews over in Australia. Hey, bud, how are you doing? Uh, he wants to be quiz partners with the S. Who is the S? If you're not familiar with the S, he was a well-known, notorious writer uh, that wrote for the University of Waikato Student Magazine. Uh, he penned a, a lot of articles. Uh, he had a bit of a fan following. I have never met the guy, but people <laughs> often point out that we're very similar. We look the same. And we've never been in the same place at the same time. So it's kind of like a Batman situation. Like, you've never seen me and Batman in the same place at the same time. No one's ever seen me and the S in the same time. Some people actually think I might be the S. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why would they think that? I don't know. But Lee, that is the best pick out of all of them. That guy is the funniest, (laughs) smartest. He's the best dude, and he's always good for a beer. He's my like. If I could pick myself, I'd pick. Oh shit! I've given away. Oh no, damn it! <laughs> it's me. It was my alter ego that I used to write articles under. So thanks yeah. for stroking my ego a little bit. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Oh, so congratulations to we watch the thing. Well done, guys. As you have given us the fan question for the week, your prize. We're going to play you now the audio of when David Tua, a very famous boxer. 
You <laughs> Stacey knows what this is. Went on a game show, uh, Wheel of Fortune, was it? Yes, Wheel yeah, of yeah. Fortune. You ready, Stacey? Yep. So here he is. Here's David Tour with his first spin in the wheel. David Tour, Olympic bronze medalist at Barcelona. What an achievement that was. $180 to set you away, David. <laughs> oh, for Olsen. Oh, a vowel. I'm sorry, no oh. vowels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He can't spell and he doesn't know how to play Wheel of Fortune. He, he'll go down in history. He once fought Lennox Lewis for the heavyweight championship of the world. No one will remember that. Everyone will know David Tua asking for an O for awesome. At a time that he wasn't allowed to ask for vowels, he picked overalls. Oh, he's, that's great. That's so classic. So there you go. We watched the thing. I hope you guys liked your little prize there. Okay, so I do have one bit of trivia from IMDb that I actually found quite fascinating. It was like, well, that's kind of cute. Okay. So I'm going to read it out verbatim to you. Throughout the film, various children's games are played while they are trying to navigate the plot. Simon Says is played when Rachel McAdams is holding a gun to the kidnappers in the bar. Hot Potato is played with the egg. Charades is played between Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams at the airport. Kevin and Michelle's argument, their escape from the locked room, as well as Annie removing the bullet from Max's arm, also seem to be references to classic board games of Guess Who, Jenga, and Operation, respectively. That is very clever. That actually gave me... I'm bumping up from 6,012 to (laughs) (laughs) 6,012.5. No, no, I'm going up to 6,127. Absolutely, without a doubt, the games element of this movie was really fun and well thought out and some of the dialogue, you know, like they said, reference games and things. So that was really cool and clever. I liked that. Okay, so tiny little thing that we're now going to add to our podcast from now on. How much did you give this at the start of the podcast? What did you score it? 5-2-2-2. And is that your same score now? Yes. Uh, sorry, the score was 5-2-1-0. It was the highest without going over. Sorry, Stacey Gavin, you've been knocked out. You don't get to win. The price is right. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the end of Game Night at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. We have the following movies coming up that you might want to jam in on. We've got Ready Player One coming up next weekend. We've got The Shape of Water. We also have The Grand Budapest. Find us on Facebook forward slash Movie Reviews and 20Qs. We're on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can also send us an email if you like. We're MRITQS at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us any questions, you can send them via Twitter, Facebook, or our email. Special thanks to everybody that sent in their answers. That was awesome. Wonderful. It's so Mad exciting. Mad love to all of our listeners. It's so great. We yeah, love it. We love you all. So, that brings us to the end of our podcast so thank you for joining us it's been great to have you here and thanks for me good night bye bye baby hand me those matches I'm about to burn this door down you're gonna light a fire in a windowless room that we're trapped in why you gotta make my idea sound stupid thing about this moving this moving this moving <laughs> okay I'm no fuzzy head doctor man <laughs> What? <laughs> you sound like you're a scary ghost. Scooby-Doo. It's games night on Movie Review. <laughs>